Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 43 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapter 21, in which Jesus explains to Peter how his love for Jesus should be manifested in his Christian ministry. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible Orthodox Version because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about five minutes to read John chapter 21. Let's get started. John chapter 21 is the last chapter in the Gospel of John. Living out our love for Jesus. Jesus calls us to love him and follow him and live out our love for Jesus. How Peter was going to do this and how John was going to do this would not be the same. Not all believers and followers of Jesus will manifest their love for Christ through the same ministry. But each disciple of Christ is to faithfully follow Jesus no matter the cost. But just as Jesus was sent to do the work of God the Father and speak the words that God the Father told him to speak, so too Jesus sends forth his disciples to bring glory to God the Father and to God the Son. While the focus of John chapter 21 is regarding Jesus' special calling for Peter and Jesus' special calling for John, Jesus' calling and plan for the other apostles, although not specifically identified, were just as significant. Peter and John's unique callings are just two examples of the ministerial calls of Jesus' apostles and disciples, which John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote about to a persecuted church that was the audience of the Gospel of John. The setting for Peter's pastoral calling. One, Peter's love for fishing, John chapter 21, verses 1 to 14. Peter's pastoral calling, John chapter 21, verses 15 to 19. John's sacrificial service to Christ was to be different than Peter's sacrificial service to Christ, John chapter 21, verses 20 to 25. The calling of the other disciples and our calling today is something that we should also consider. First of all, Peter's love for fishing is found in John uh, chapter 21, verses 1 to 14. The setting in John's gospel, Jesus had appeared to his disciples two times this far. First, he appeared to to 10 of his 11 apostles when 10 were gathered together and Thomas was not there. This occurred on the night of Jesus' resurrection. Eight days later, Jesus appeared again to his disciples, and all 11 of Jesus' disciples of the 12 were present. Now is going to be the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples. This time he appeared to seven of his disciples. Of these seven disciples, five of them are mentioned by name. Uh, those mentioned by name are Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, and John, and two of the disciples are just mentioned, but not by name. Peter announced to his fellow disciples that he was going fishing. The other six disciples said they were going fishing with Peter. They went fishing at nighttime, 
and they caught nothing. When daylight came, Jesus was already on the beach, but his disciples did not know it was Jesus. Jesus called to them, quote, Children, have you anything to eat? End quote. John chapter 21, verse 5. They said, quote, No. End quote. John chapter 21, verse 5. Jesus then told them to cast their net on the right side of the boat, and they would find some fish. They caught 153 great fish. John's Gospel suggests that typically, with this many fish, the net of the fish would be torn, but miraculously it did not tear. John recognized it was Jesus, and he told Peter, quote, It's the Lord, end quote. John chapter 21, verse 7. Peter got dressed and jumped into the sea, or the lake. He had about 300 feet to swim to the shore. The other disciples stayed with the boat to bring in the large catch of fish. When the disciples got to shore, Jesus had a fire of coals with fish and bread laid on it. Jesus told them to bring some of the fish they had just caught. Peter went and pulled up the net to land, and there was 153 great fish in the net. Jesus told them to come and eat breakfast. The disciples did not ask him who he was, for they knew he was Jesus. Jesus then served his disciples fish and bread. 2. Peter's Pastoral Calling, John chapter 21, verses 15 to 19. Jesus, when he first called Peter, had called Peter to be a fisher of men. Now Jesus was clarifying Peter's calling to a pastoral ministry. Jesus had already called these disciples and apostles to follow him, and he was sending them out to serve him. Jesus had told them in his second resurrection appearance, quote, Peace be to you, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. End quote. John chapter 20, verse 21. God had sent Jesus to say the words that God the Father gave Jesus to say, and God had sent Jesus to do the works God the Father had given Jesus to do. Likewise, Jesus was sending out his apostles to say the words Jesus was giving them to say, and to do the works Jesus was giving them to do. But not all of them would have had the same ministry. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 7, quote, Now there are various kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are various kinds of service and the same Lord. There are various kinds of workings, but the same God who works all things in all. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the profit of all. End quote. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13, speaks of gifts Jesus gave to the church. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16 says, quote, He gave some to be apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some shepherds and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints to the work of serving, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God 
to a full-grown man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. End quote. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 to 30 says, quote, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. God has set some in the assembly, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracle workers, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, and various kinds of languages. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all miracle workers, do all have gifts of healings, do all speak with various languages, do all interpret, end quote. These series of questions have an answer that is this, although not stated, of course not. Not everyone has the same calling or the same gift, but all of us are to serve Christ that are believers. We all have different gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. All Jesus' disciples are called, but we all have a different ministry. Jesus was commanding Peter to put his pastoral ministry above his love of fishing. This is true of every disciple of Jesus. Jesus calls us to put God first in our lives. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, quote, Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. End quote. God says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, quote, You shall have no other gods before me. End quote. God says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, quote, you shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. End quote. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 to 39, quote, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me isn't worthy of me. He who doesn't take his cross, and follow after me, isn't worthy of me. He who seeks his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. End quote. What does it mean to take up a cross? It means a willingness to give up one's own life to serve Christ, either by a lifetime of service to Christ or by dying for Christ. This was the ultimate destiny of Jesus' apostles. Peter's service to God led to Peter's death on a cross. John's service to Jesus led to a life of sacrificial service to Jesus and being exiled to the island of Patmos. Jesus asked Peter if he loved him more than these things. Peter said to Jesus, you know that I love you. Jesus then says, quote, feed my lambs, end quote. John Chapter 21, verse 15. Peter was to love Jesus and to manifest that love by prioritizing God's kingdom over his love of fishing. First, Peter had to be willing to give up fishing to follow Jesus' calling. And second of all, Peter ultimately died for his faith in Jesus. We do not know whether Jesus was calling Peter to completely give up fishing or simply to lower its place of priority. Peter needed to love Jesus more than fishing. Jesus 
asked Peter, do you love me more than these? Evidently indicating his love for fishing and the financial security that came from fishing. Peter said he loved Jesus more than these things. Jesus then told him to feed my lambs. The specific way in which Peter was called to show his love to Jesus, besides keeping God's commandments, was to feed Jesus' lambs. What are lambs and what does lamb mean here? This refers to all believers in Jesus Christ from children to adults. It is true that God has a heart for children and for uh, children to hear God's word. It is also true that God wants new Christians to grow in their faith. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, quote, As newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word, that with it you may grow, end quote. Also, mature Christians also need to continue to grow in the faith. Jesus had called Peter to be a fisher of men. Now he was calling Peter to be a shepherd or pastor. The Greek word for shepherd can be translated as shepherd or as pastor. It is the same Greek word. The verbal form of the word for pastor or shepherd means to tend or take care of sheep or to feed sheep. How do we show our love for Christ? One way we show our love for Christ is obeying Christ's commandments. Christ's commandment is for us to love one another as Christ loved his disciples. Jesus says in John chapter 15, verses 8 to 14, quote, In this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. Even as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you, End quote. Jesus then asked Peter here in John chapter 21 three times if Peter loved him. When Peter replied that he did love Jesus, Jesus gave Peter three related commands to show that love by being a good shepherd to Jesus' flock. Let us look at four aspects of Peter's pastoral calling. First, Jesus was calling Peter to have a willingness to put Jesus first. Do you love me more than these? The specifics of Peter's calling was one, to feed my lambs, two, to tend my sheep, and three, to feed my sheep. That's in verses 15 to 17. Also, Peter was called to follow Jesus and his mission, no matter the personal cost. Verse 19. And Peter was to focus on God's unique calling for himself and not on what God was calling others to do. This is found in verses 21 to 23. Let's look at these four points. First, a willingness to put Jesus first. Jesus said to Peter, do you love me more than these? Second of all, Jesus asked Peter, when he loved him more, when he asked him, do you love me more than these? He uh, 
told Peter to feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. Sheep and lambs are synonymous here, and there seems to be no clear distinction between the meaning of the words. John does this with other words. He uses the Greek word pimpo and apostostelo, which both mean send. John also uses the Greek words agapao and philo, with no apparent difference in meaning. Some see the word philo to convey more of the idea of having affection for someone. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me more than these? Peter says, yes, I love you. And Jesus says, feed my lambs. Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus then says, tend my sheep. Jesus then the third time asked Peter, do you love me? Uh, Peter says, Lord, you know, I love you. Jesus tells Peter to feed his sheep. Peter always answers, I love you, with the Greek word philo, never with agapao. Agapao is the verbal form of agape. The first two times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me, using agapao. And the third time Jesus uses the Greek word philo to ask Peter whether he loved him. And Peter, to all three questions, says he loves philo, Jesus. Notice that the World English Bible translates philo as having affection for you. Agapao, in its noun form, agape, has a wide variety of meanings, from selfish lust on the one end of the spectrum to sacrificial caring love on the other extreme of the spectrum. It is also true that philo can be used of liking something. For example, in the Septuagint, we read that Isaac loved Vincent using philo. We can say today that we like to watch TV or we like ice cream. I see no big difference in meaning between agapao and philo. In fact, the range of meanings of the Greek words agapao and agape range from sinful lust to sacrificial love, depending on the context. On one extreme, Ammon loved Agapao, his sister Tamar, which means he lusted after her, and on the other extreme, God's sacrificial love, Agapao, of sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, as found in John 3.16. Keep in mind that likely this conversation was taking place in Hebrew or Aramaic and not in Greek. Peter sees Jesus uh, asking him the same thing three times. Also, Jesus tells Peter to feed his lambs and to feed his sheep, but there seems to be no difference in meaning between lambs and sheep. Even the word for tending sheep can be rendered feed. Tending sheep can mean to feed sheep, but unlike the words for feeding lambs and feeding sheep used here, tending sheep can mean more than merely feeding sheep. What does tending sheep mean? The Greek word for tending sheep is the verbal form of shepherd. It could be rendered shepherding. In Psalm 23, the Hebrew has, The Lord is my shepherd. This psalm is Psalm 22 in the Septuagint, and instead of translating the noun for shepherd, the Septuagint says, The 
quote, the Lord shepherds me, end quote. That's my own translation. The Greek word for shepherd in Psalm 22 in the Septuagint, which equals Psalm 23, in, in, is the Greek word rendered as tend my sheep in John chapter 21, verse 16. What does tending or shepherding sheep mean? It means to feed, but it can mean other things. It can include, it can include all the things a shepherd does to take care of the sheep. It's just like a babysitter. A babysitter's duty does not end with simply feeding the children he or she is taken care of. It involves more than that. So what does shepherding entail? Let us look at seven things that shepherding entails. One, shepherds feed sheep. Two, shepherds protect sheep. Three, shepherds find sheep. Four, shepherds care for sheep. Five, shepherds lead sheep. Six, shepherds comforts sheep. Seven, shepherds rule sheep. Let's look at this in more detail. First of all, shepherds feed sheep. They lead them to green pastures and to a good water supply. Sometimes they water the sheep from a well, other times from a brook. Let's, for example, Exodus chapter 2 verse 16, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, uh, Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 3, uh, Jeremiah 20, chapter 23 verses 2 and 4, and 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7. God promises Israel if they will return to God, then God will give them shepherds according to God's heart, who will feed them with knowledge and understanding. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Second, shepherds protect sheep. They protect them from thieves and from wild animals. Look at Psalm 23 and 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 2. Third, shepherds find sheep that have gone astray. God says in Jeremiah 20, chapter 23, verses 3 to 4, quote, I will gather the remnant of my flocks out of all the countries where I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they will be fruitful and multiply. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, end quote. God says in Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 15 to 16, quote, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will cause them to lie down, says the Lord Yahweh. I will seek that which was lost, and will bring back that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them in justice. Quote. Number four, shepherds care for sheep. If a sheep gets injured, then they help restore the health of the sheep. Look at Psalm 23, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. Now Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 9 to 11, prophesies about the Messiah. Quote, You who tell good news in Zion, go up on a high mountain. You will tell good news to Jerusalem. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. 
don't be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord Yahweh will come as a mighty one, and his arms will rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm and carry them in his bosom. He will gently lead those who have their young. Quote. Five shepherds lead sheep. This is a part of feeding and protecting the sheep. Exodus chapter 3 verse 1, Psalm 78 verses 70 to 72, Acts 20 verse 28. The Bible says that God chose David to be the shepherd of Israel and that David guided them. See Psalm 78 verses 70 to 72. Six, a shepherd rules sheep. Psalm chapter 2 verse 9, Matthew chapter 2 verse 6, Revelation chapter 12 verse 5, Revelation chapter 19 verse 5, Matthew chapter 2 verse 6 paraphrases Micah chapter 5 verse 2 this way in reference to the birthplace of the Messiah. Matthew chapter 2 verse 6 says, quote, You Bethlehem, land of Judah, are in no way least among the princes of Judah, for out of you shall come a governor who shall shepherd my people Israel. End quote. Jesus will rule the nations with a rod of iron as per Revelation chapter 12, verse 5, which relates back to Psalm chapter 2, verse 9. Revelation chapter 12, verse 5 says about the birth and exaltation of Jesus, quote, She gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. Her child was caught up to God and to his throne, end quote. Shepherding can denote ruling, especially when referring to kings or governors. How does this relate to the ministry Peter had as a shepherd or as a pastor? Remember, the Greek word for shepherd and pastor are the same. One, pastors feed God's people God's word. Paul talks of the shepherd in reference to proclaiming the good news in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 7 to 14. Jesus is telling Peter to feed his lambs and to feed his sheep. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, it refers to God's feeding uh, people with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding comes from God's word. Christians need to be fed God's word. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. The word for feeding here is used about nine times in the New Testament. Seven of these times it is used of feeding pigs, and in John 21 it is used in reference to feeding lambs and feeding sheep. Two, pastors protect God's people from false prophets and teachers. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Paul said to a, a group of pastors in Acts chapter 20, Verses 28 to 32, quote, Take heed, therefore, to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the assembly of the Lord and God, which he purchased with his own blood. 
For I know that after my departure, vicious wolves will enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Men will arise from among your own selves, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore watch, remembering for a period of three years, I didn't cease to admonish every night and day with tears. Now, brothers, I entrust you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. End quote. Three Pastors find sheep. Pastors are not content with just reaching those who are right with God, but reaching out to people who have not accepted Jesus as their Savior. See Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 15 to 16 above, where God will gather his people who have been scattered because of God's judgment. Also see Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 7. Jesus told a parable of a shepherd that had 100 sheep and left the 99 to find one sheep that was lost. Jesus says there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than the 99 who need no repentance. 4. Pastors care for their congregation. James chapter 5, verses 13 to 14 says, quote, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the assembly, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. End quote. Five pastors are to lead by example rather than lording it over the congregation. First Peter chapter five verses two to three says, quote, "Shepherd the flock of God which is among you." exercising the oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, not for dishonest gain, but willingly, not as lording it over those entrusted to you, but making yourselves examples to the flock, End quote. So pastors are not to rule with a rod of iron like Jesus will do to the nations that resist him. Pastors instead are to lead the church by example. Peter was to follow Jesus no matter the personal cost. John chapter 21, verse 19. Peter would ultimately die on a cross. Also, Peter was to focus on God's unique calling for him and not on what God is calling others to do. Uh, look at John chapter 21, verses 21 to 23. John's mission is not clearly spelled out, but John's mission must have been to, be, to give a true witness of Jesus being the Messiah and the Son of God, and that John was able to instill this faith in others through his testimony and witness. Verse 24. Because look at John chapter 21, verse 24. It says, regarding John, quote, we know that his witness is true, end quote. John especially bore witness not only to Jesus being the Messiah and the Son of God, but also to Jesus being fully human. He handled and touched Jesus. He emphasized that disciples of Christ must manifest love to God and to each other. John's ministry included the, the writing of five books of the New Testament. John wrote the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and the book of Revelation. John served Jesus by taking care of Jesus' mother, Mary, 
and by sharing the gospel message that led to him being persecuted and exiled to the island of Patmos. His brother James was an early martyr. James was killed by Herod. See Acts chapter 12, verse 2. Just like Jesus, John emphasized the need for Christians to keep God's commands and love one another. Now we too, uh, just like all the other disciples that are not specifically mentioned here, are to serve God in whatever way that God has gifted us. And we are to love one another. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. This episode ends our series on the Gospel of John, and I plan on starting a new series after this one. Remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.